Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. Jeremy Brenner has the night off, as we do after every single Houston Rockets game, preseason, regular season, and hopefully postseason. We come to you live here on Spotify Live to talk all things Houston Rockets. Uh, Rockets drop to one and four on the season tonight. Um, I got some stuff to say. And if you guys want to talk Rockets basketball, that's what we're here to do. If you have something you want to talk about through the first five games of the season, you hit that request to speak button. You guys know me well enough by now. You hit that request to speak button. I will bring you up on stage and we can talk what you're feeling, because I'm feeling a lot of things about this team right now. And you guys know me well enough, again, by this point, that I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm not here to coddle anybody's feelings. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything about this team. I'm here to talk my feelings on the Houston Rockets organization as a whole. They dropped a 1-4 and four tonight. They lost 109-101. to 101 to the Utah Jazz. And the thing is, I'm looking at this team, right? And they're playing tonight without Shangun and without Bruno Fernando, okay? And in most nights, that would be significant without playing with your starting centers. But you're also going up against the likes of Lori Markkinen and Kelly Olynyk on the front line for the Utah Jazz. Not having your big men is not as crucial going up against those two guys. It's so funny to me that for, I can't tell you how many weeks and months people have come at me at Mike Brown underscore 2020 on Twitter that Silas is the right guy for the job. The the front office has done a good job with the building of this roster. And we're going to bring up a good friend of the show, James, who I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, James, what's up, brother? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, let, me get the, let, me get this, let me get this thought out just real quick, and then obviously you and I can, can cut it up. Yeah, go ahead, man. This team, Steven Silas cannot coach his way out of a paper bag. Steven Silas sucks at his job. He sucks. He's not a good head coach and I'm sick and tired of his for lack of a better term bullshit rotations his rotations suck how in the world do you not play Josh Christopher one goddamn minute tonight 
Does anybody want to explain this to me? Eric Gordon plays 30 minutes tonight, and you don't play Josh Christopher for one minute. What are we doing here? Like, what the hell are we doing here, James? Explain it. No, I really wish I could. I'm right there with you. I mean, and then he still has the same. He has no. He has the same look on his face, and he just the same dumbass look not, on his face. He's not yeah. pissed at his players. He's not screaming up and down at the refs. He's you know he just seems checked out almost. You know, it's just it feels like he knows it that he's not the yeah. guy for this job. He's not. He's not a rebuilding coach. He's not. You know, he's not pissed off ever, I feel like. I mean, it's just frustrating to watch. Yeah, he's not giving Christopher minutes, which that makes no sense at all. What are we doing? What are we doing? You're playing Deshaun Nix 12 minutes tonight. Deshaun Nix might be. And he, he, kept on, he kept on going back to him, too. I mean, after we're already oh. down, what, double digits for, for multiple quarters, and he just keeps going back to it over and over. And if it wasn't for a KPJ tonight, I mean, it would have been a disaster. But I mean, we came back, and he we came he back all this get, way, and it was not fun to watch at all. He couldn't even get that right. He literally took Kevin Porter Jr. out of the game with three forty-five left when you were down five points. You rest him at that minute. Why? There's three minutes forty-five seconds left. The guy's twenty-one years old. You let him cook that entire quarter. Hashtag NBA Gordon Ramsay. That's the new nickname for Kevin Porter Jr. Hashtag NBA Gordon Ramsay. I'm I'm coining that. Okay? And then you take him out, literally, James, at the exact moment when you needed him most. Steven Silas does not have a feel for an NBA game. He doesn't. He has shown it time in and time out. And Sean said it perfectly. The tank commander is what he is. If that's what you want him to do, then, okay, fine, whatever. But I'm sick and tired of people, and it started tonight, James. There are prominent members of Rockets Twitter, and I'm not going to name them by name, but people Mm -hmm. know who I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. People know who I'm talking about. Tons of retweets and likes. You guys can find it. These guys starting to turn on Steven Silas and the front office. There are, again, prominent members of Rockets Twitter. Go find it yourself. Who I will say there was a tweet tonight that the amount of talent that the Rockets have added to this team, they should be a better team. He's not. He's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I saw he's that not too. wrong. I, saw and I don't like to. Tweet. I don't like to drop and names wait. without. I think out of respect, I don't drop names on podcasts. Yeah, especially if they're not right. Here. I don't yeah, drop I names without their permission mm-hmm. to do so. But you guys can find what I'm talking mm-hmm. about because this team again so poorly put together, James. It just it doesn't make sense, man. It hasn't made sense since day one. Yeah, it really. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had the answer. I, I wish there would be some type of Kelly Iko, you know, uh, story about it, or one of the reporters close to the team could at least give us some insight. Oh, Christopher is banged up. Oh, you know, some sort of transparency. There's none of that. That's one. Two, I mean, Silas looks like he doesn't care. He walks around like he doesn't care. He just wants to be one of the guys, it feels like to me. He, he wants doesn't. to be on everybody's good side. 
He never wants to, you know, I mean, just Boban. Boban thing is, getting minutes is the cherry on top of the whole Silas thing. I mean, early minutes. I He didn't get much, but, like, still, at the time, putting him in before uh, Garuba is just – I mean, it's just disrespectful to the rest of the players, honestly. It's just sad watching Boban try to keep up, honestly. he It's honestly, James, I'm not going to say that this is a fireable offense to not play Josh mm-hmm. Christopher, but it's, cl- but, but it's close. Because yeah, he's one way to piss off the, the fan base because we everybody loves Christopher. He, he did the most with his minutes last season. That's what doesn't make any damn sense. Well, it's, it's not even about appeasing the fan base. It's basketball mm-hmm. 101. Is, yeah. I, I, I tweeted this out tonight. And for anybody who has any question about this, most nights when you see somebody live tweeting from at the Dream Take, it's me. Sometimes it's, it's my co-host, Jeremy Brenner. Most of the nights live tweeting, it's me. So I take full responsibility for every tweet that I put out there. You have a problem with it at Mike Brown underscore 2020. I would rather lose with Josh Christopher than win with Eric Gordon because what we're doing right now, it doesn't make any sense, James. Like this is the, the team is a chicken mm-hmm. with running around with its head cut off. The offensive system does not make any sense. Silas's offensive system or whoever you want to give credit to the offensive offensive system for sucks. There's, it's Luca ball. I it's mean, a, that's all I see it, whenever I watch ball. it. I it's mean, set, set a pick at the top yeah. of the screen or at the top of the key. See if you can get an open three. Kick it or drive and kick for an open three. There's mm-hmm. no roll to the bucket. There's none of that. And Shingun, people who want to say, well, the Rockets played without Shingun tonight. James, honest question. Do the Rockets win this game without Perrin Shingun tonight? I mean, maybe. that's no, yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe, sorry, I didn't mean to answer that for you, but like, it's a maybe, right? Yeah. I just, I, I haven't been mad watching Rockets games this year. I, I haven't been until tonight because I'm mm-hmm. watching the game night in, not at night in, night out. Cause I haven't watched every game, but I've watched enough of the last few years to know that Silas is not the answer. He's not going to make it to the all-star break. And the thing is, James, like you and I, you, you've tuned into the show long enough, which is always greatly appreciated, but. Yeah. And if I'm not talking, you know, I'm always listening. I'm always keeping up my with man, you guys. The thing that I'm going to say is I'm done sugarcoating anything for Rockets fans at this point. You can call me a pessimist. You can call me whatever mm. you want, but I'm done trying to say, oh, you know, it's, yeah, you know, I saw this tonight. Yeah, I saw this because I'm ready to just go full heel at this point. Yeah, I mean, especially a game like tonight against the Utah Jazz. I mean, I get there. They got a, a lot of, did you see the fan base tonight? I mean, wow, Jesus. There's so Ryan Hollins, in the stadium. Yeah, Ryan Hollins, by the way, and I like Ryan Hollins. Like, I, I like what he brings to the broadcast. Don't bring me this nonsense bullshit mm-hmm. that the Jazz are a good team. No, they're not. Don't give me this, yeah, yeah. that they're mm-hmm. – are you kidding me, Ryan Hollins, who I'd love to have you on the show, and we could talk Rockets basketball anytime you want. But don't give me this nonsense that they're a good team. Come on, man. Don't bring me that. Don't bring me that and, whack-ass and bullshit. With, uh, Sorry. One more thing with – no, you're good. One more thing with the Josh Christopher thing. It's not like Come he's on, a defensive man. liability like Garrison Matthews no. can be. It's just – 
Like, I don't understand it at all. I like what Gary Bird brought out tonight, though. He's three yeah, or five yeah. from I mean, the three-point yeah, line. Finally had a, he, had a, he had a decent game, finally. He had a good game. He played well. I thought he brought a lot to the team tonight. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, James, you can't play Eric Gordon 30 minutes on a team that is rebuilding. Like, this is basketball 101, Steven. If you're listening to the show, Steven, why are you playing a guy in Eric Gordon who showed – did you watch the game tonight, James? Okay. There were multiple instances tonight where Eric Gordon didn't even look interested in playing. Oh, yeah, he's not closing out on defense. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he's not passing the ball. Him and Kenyon Martin – they just really didn't pass the ball to the open man so many times tonight. It was like – I was screaming Jabari or Jalen's name half the game, I felt like. Yeah. Well, KJ – I mean, KJ, you got to give credit to KJ tonight. He was a plus six. He had 11 points and he had 10 rebounds. I had no problem with with uh, KJ Martin tonight. No problem No problem at all. And LB in the, in the chat says, Knicks and Garuba are worthless. I don't think Garuba's useless – we don't know. We don't know yet. yet. Yeah, you got to play him more than eight minutes. Like that's—I don't think that's a fair sentiment at all about Garuba because I think the the verdict is out on Garuba. But I will tell you this: Deshaun Nix is awful. I, I I don't know how else to describe it. He sucks. He's worthless. He's useless as a basketball player. I'm not talking as a person. As a Rockets player, he sucks. He's useless. He's terrible. He brings nothing to the team. I honestly don't know how yeah. else to put it. And do you remember in the offseason? I mean, I, I remember re- seeing some report saying the Rockets organization views him as a, a lottery pick. You know, awful. if he hadn't. Awful I mean, take. what are we talking about? Yeah. It's awful. It's an awful take. And the thing is, James, and, and, and LB and I, Pops and I have had this conversation that like Raphael Stone getting a high grade as a GM is not is not fair to me. Like, it's just not, right? Like, I'll go player by player, right? Jabari Smith fell into his lap at three. He didn't draft Jabari Smith Jr. He selected mm-hmm. Jabari Smith Jr. because he had the third overall pick and fell into his lap. Jay Sean Tate was a nice find overseas. I give him that. Eric Gordon not being traded at this point is... Yeah, that is... Yeah, yeah. What, what do you want to call it, James? I Especially mean, when there was reports saying we got a late first rounder for him last year. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, good God. Yeah, okay. So that's player number three. KPJ yep. tonight, I got we haven't talked about him. I gotta give him a lot of credit because he just took over in the fourth. Yeah. And his defensive, like his he was hand, there. Maybe not on the on the stats, but like he was in every play, like giving it his all. His hands yeah. were going crazy. I mean, you could tell he was you well, emotionally he was right invested there. in the game. You know, you want to see that, especially on a team like this. It's like, yeah, yeah. And if you're in the if you're on the the show right now, you guys want to talk, hit that request to speak button. We'll bring you right up. Jalen Green had an off night tonight. He's struggling trying to fit in with this offense. Like it, it's it's apparent. There there is no offense. That's what that's what I think is limiting. That's fair. Jabari, Kevin that's Porter. I mean, fair. even I mean, even though he had a great game tonight, it's just. Yeah, nobody can figure out where they belong because there is no system in place where it's like, all right, you're here, you're doing this, get good at that, you know? Because everybody all over the yeah. place. Garuba, I mean, Garuba gets an incomplete grade to me. 
KJ Martin was a nice selection in the draft, but we don't know where he fits in with this team. He played 25 minutes tonight. Tari Eason is a, is a good selection. Garrison Matthews is whatever. Deshaun Nix. And then you have Fernando, who I think was a nice pickup, and you have Shangoon. In what world should Raphael Stone be talked about and lauded as much as he is on Rockets Twitter? And again, I won't mention names, but there are Twitter accounts out there and people out there saying that Raphael Stone deserves a statue built in front of Toyota Center. The hell he does! And to answer your question, Pops, no, Josh Christopher is not hurt. Mm-hmm. Go to ESPN. Did not play dash coach's decision. That is ridiculous. Like, I can't even tell you how much that infuriates me and pisses me off. Because the kid is a stud. The kid is a wild card, James. Am I wrong? You put Josh Christopher out there, you don't know what the hell you're going to get with him. That's what a rebuilding team is. Yeah, he yeah, exactly. I mean, he's fun to watch. He can turn turn the vibe completely 160, 180 whenever he comes in the game. You know, I mean, yes. I, uh, I don't understand. I, I, I the vibe, the vibe could be turned from terrible to immaculate, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, James. But I mean, you're a you're a diehard fan, right? And we, and we have another speaker I want to get to in just a second. But I want you to answer this question. Would you be as mad and as frustrated mm-hmm. as you are now? Because you're mad and frustrated. I can hear it in your voice. Would, yeah, I am. Would, I mean, it wasn't fun even coming back tonight. Would all. you have been – would you be as mad or as pissed off if Eric Gordon was a DNP CD tonight and Josh Christopher got all 30 minutes of Eric Gordon's and they lost by 20 points? Would you be – No, I would, I'm waiting for it. I'm, I'm loving – yeah. I would love that, especially if yeah. I mean, we lost tonight anyways, right? Come I mean, it's on, not man. like it's not yeah. like the game changer, you know? No. We have nothing no. to lose at this point. It, it just makes no sense. That's what I'm saying. Well, uh, That's my hopefully next time I get on, we got better things to talk about. But until uh, then, take it easy, man. All right, brother. Always good to talk to you. Uh, let's go to our next speaker tonight. We've got uh, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, former guest of the show. I anticipate the vibes being as readily immaculate for you parker am i correct or incorrect with that assessment well i i gotta be honest i'm still so i was very passively watching while i was recording tonight um i i just had questions i kept looking up and not really understanding what was happening uh i had it on like like uh, mute in the background and like i just i saw a lot of daishin nicks minutes that i was just like what are we we still doing here um I, i don't get it I, I just I, you mentioned the Christopher thing. You, you well, EG's minutes. I had taken the the twelve Knicks ones myself. <laughs> I mean, any of them, dude. Uh, I mean, any of them. I mean, any of them to go. Like I know, as crazy as this sounds, bench Knicks and Gordon and play Garrison Matthews and Josh Christopher. I, I mean, because if if Matthews did what he did tonight, he's a plus positive to me. Well, and so Matthews to me is, and not because they're both white guys that shoot, but he's like our Duncan Robinson, <laughs> and that like, no, but like, like the way, like that, the way that Miami Duncan yeah. is like, if no, he, I'm with it. If he makes, you know, one of his first three, he gets to play a few more minutes. If he doesn't, he sits the rest of the night, you know, and that's kind of the way yeah. I feel about Matthews is like when he's going to go three for five, you know, you get him more like yeah. 15 to 17 minutes. 
if he's 0 for 3, he probably only plays those five minutes and never plays again, right? Like, yeah. No, it's uh, fair. I mean, let me ask you this, Parker, because I want your assessment of this. Has Raphael Stone done a good job of building this roster, in your opinion? Oh, I, it's the total cop-out answer, but I think it's the kind of thing you'll know in, like, 2025, right? Because you could argue, like, process for so many things that go wrong. And, like, um, I think it's the just – it's like when you trade – you know, when we trade James Harden for seven draft picks, right? Like, you just don't – you don't know who wins the trade for seven years. At that point, I think that's the deal with creating a GM that, like, starts his career on a rebuild. Um, like, I will say I've liked Jalen's growth in the first – three games and then tonight I kind of thought he took a step backwards um I don't know if that's because playing the same team two days you know twice in a week and like they like are more ready for it or what but um I and then I saw people on Twitter because again I was passively watching talking about like the offensive sets and stuff like that um there is is none yeah the lack thereof I guess and so maybe I I don't know maybe that contributed because like green as a two guard like you need more structure I think than like KPJ as a point guard KPJ is playing the point guard I guess right you get a little more freelancing ability out of that um well tonight really good the first three games of the year though so I I don't I was kind of surprised that we took a step backwards yeah I mean you bring up the 2025 thing and Jeremy has brought it up before this tonight and you brought up the Harden trade I didn't bring it up but I do want to touch on it it's a night it's a night like tonight that it's so bad in my in my opinion and I know I'm in the minority on this this is another example of them not getting Jared Allen back in that trade is just so bad to me like it's 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 front office male practice is what I'll call it so I'll call it it's what it is it was an awful move by the Rockets front office why not getting that guy but in, and it's the deal. But it's the deal where, like in twenty twenty five, if it, you know if Houston has Jalen Green, uh, Jabari Smith, and Victor Wembanyama, all of a sudden it's like, well, you couldn't have gotten those three guys to get Jared Allen, and like that. But like, there's Fair. no way to know that until that happens, right? There's just no way to know what happens with all that, and so that's what the rebuild process gets. How it gets great on that weird curve. Um, but let me ask. You, but let me ask you this, just real quick, while you said that, because I want to make sure I touch on this. What would you rather have? If I guaranteed you Jared Allen. Would you rather go that route, or would you rather take the chance of getting Victor Wembanyama? Like, which route would you have gone if you were the Rockets front office? Um, I mean, so honestly, I think that like with Victor in particular, like I think he really is that he does appear to be that kind of transitional type player. Now, with a yeah. number one pick in general, I don't know if that's quite the same thing. Um, but like Victor really is that guy. Like, I, like I think that, that he's that dude. Yeah, um, he's that dude. So that's not that's not a normal. I mean, there was LeBron twenty years ago. There was Jordan 20 years for that, you know, like, like, I don't know if it's an every 20 years thing necessarily, but like a seven foot four guy with all that stuff, if he can just stay upright for 10 years, that's, that's a crazy 10 years. Right. Um, what, what happened? And this is me legitimately asking. So you or anyone else can fill me in. Um, sure. Like in the Garuba got eight minutes. I understand he didn't yeah. start, Yeah. but I, I would have thought in a game where you don't have Alperin, you don't have uh, Bruno. I thought we got like more like twelve to fifteen at least. Like, what was he? What was going on there? Silas can't build a rotation to save his life. He doesn't get it, man. And and I and I I want to tie this into a, a local position real quick because I know you do. You know, locked on U of H. Um, there's such a difference between a guy like Kelvin Sampson who knows his roster inside and out 
and a guy like Steven Silas. Steven Silas has no idea what he has on this roster. He just doesn't. What? Well, and I guess that's my thing is like, I know Garuba's got holes in his game. I don't mean to say he doesn't, but I just would have thought that tonight's that would have been the night he got some spin. Um, you know, a year ago it had been like the, the room was full. You had wood, you had, you know, you had, you had all, and now it's like, well, three of those woods gone, two more out. He doesn't start, but I just, I don't know. It's going to be that low on the minutes thing. You, you bring up Samson. Yeah. Samson would also though, like, he wouldn't be playing Eric Gore. He would only be playing guys that would like play hard. Like if you can't play defense, you would not be on the floor. And so I think that that would at least be fixed for Houston. I, I, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a hot take, Parker. I want. I want your thoughts on this. If if Kelvin Sampson wins the national title this year, I would give anything to make him the next head coach of this team. And let his son, and let his son take Kellen take over yeah. at U of H, and let Kelvin Sampson come back and coach the Rockets. I I do think he's grooming Kellen. Um, that's my like very uninformed opinion after watching the red and white scrimmage to start the year. Um, yeah, I I, I, I think see that, it, man. I think that's a fair thing. I don't know that. I think I think part of it might be because I liked watching him play grandpa with his grandson at the at the red white scrimmage. It was so cute. So cool. Um, but I I don't I love the I guy. think you have to pay him a lot of money to come take NBA headaches. He did a he did a big co- coaches clinic right before, and this is too much U of H, and we can get back to the Rockets. But uh, um, <laughs> and the it's better talking about U of H at this point. In the coaches but. clinic right before, he talked about how when he was coaching the pros if you didn't have a game for two or three days, it was really hard to get guys to practice hard. And in college, that's just like every, yeah. like, that's just the way it is. Like you only have 30 games in a season or whatever. Right. And so like, you know, the incentive to practice hard is not the same. Um, and so that's why you have things like scrimmages or whatever. He, he, he did make that like pro lifestyle feel like sound like pretty treacherous. And I don't know if I think it'd pay a lot of money to get back. Um, I, I don't know. It's, so if Silas is, is playing with rotations though, and not getting groove on the floor, I, I felt like he was kind of a steal of the draft from all the priests. I mean, he played in Spain, so I, I don't I don't want to act like I saw him up close and in person or anything. But he had some incredible write-ups before he got picked up, some incredible uh, Spain tape, and and I just feel like we had we hadn't seen much. I know he was hurt last year, or whatever. But we hadn't seen much. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Sean Sean says, aren't the Rockets a step down from U of H at this point? I think it's all based. I think it's all based on <laughs> him winning the national title this year. Because U of H legitimately has a shot at the national title this year. It's also the Fertitta. Yeah, it's also the the Fertitta connection between the university and the Rockets. It has to do with the fact that Samson was an assistant for the Rockets previously. It also has to do with the fact that he gets to stay in town, close to his grandkid, close to his son, close to his daughter who runs operations at U of H. After tonight, I'm more sold on this idea than ever because I mean, it's the only pro team you do it for. Yeah. Like he, yeah. He, he wouldn't. Have I agree. That. And that's it. Like there's two names, right? And we're talking about coaching changes because it's the way I feel Parker, like after watching a game tonight, I mean, there's no more breaking down the box score. The Rockets lost to a, to a crappy jazz team tonight. No matter what Ryan Holland says, that is not a good jazz team. That team is not good. And the Rockets split with them, which I think is, is, Cool, I guess. But the Rockets are one and four. If I had to put a million dollars on it, the Rockets will fire Silas more than likely before the end of the year unless they have information that Samson would take this job. 
to me, it comes down to two names. It comes down to Samson or, or Sam Cassell. Those two guys, or Lionel Hollins, I guess. But the two names that would get me excited would be Samson and Cassell. Those are the two names. I'd be interested to see. A, I would be interested to see. I should say a Sam Cassell team. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sign me up I mean, tomorrow. Just because the bravado of a guy like Sam Cassell, like that'd be fun to see if it could bleed into a team. I don't know. I, I think that I've got a, a soft spot because I don't know that I really count Silas's first year against him because the chaos, right, when he walked in the door. Um, but it, it, it does Fair. feel like this year, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win 45 games, but I think people are kind of expecting like to play better than they did a year ago. And it to keep his job, he's going to need to do it, you know? Um, and, and, and then like they did tonight. And the funny thing is like, they lost their first two games, and I wasn't necessarily saying fire or anything like that. Like I, you know, I didn't feel like he did that poorly. They just lost the game in the first couple of games. They played John Moran, got forty nine points, right? Like that, that just happens sometimes. Tonight felt a little different, but again, like I, like I said, I had it on mute in the background I was recording, so maybe I missed something more detailed than that. But it did feel different. Well, and Andrew says, I mean, he loves the energy of this team. Most of our rotation is twenty two and under. Turnovers and sloppy play are going to happen. It's beyond that for me, man. Like Parker, it's beyond that. Like watching, I've watched three full games and parts of the other two. There, there's no, there's no offensive system. There's nothing, and it's been this way since Silas has gotten here. And I have led this charge since the beginning of the year. I said at the beginning of the year, one of my hot takes: Silas does not make it through the year. Before anything, Jalen Green, I think, has been good thus far in parts of his game. He's taken a step back offensively, which is is par for the course when you add the talent that they've added in Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, I think, has been special. But I think these guys have performed well given the fact that they are playing with a system that is not built for them. This, This system is iso ball, which is what James and I were talking about before. Set high screens, try and get an open three, try and get to the bucket. That's their game. They play L.A. fitness basketball offensively. And defensively, they are just not good. It's interesting, though, because it does feel like – I would have argued the same, like in very layperson, spark notes terms, but that's not horribly different than what D'Antoni did, but it looked different. Yeah. I think – so Silas ran this with Luca as he was, like, the offensive coordinator by all reports with Rick Carlisle, right? And, like, I think the difference is we think of Luca as also being a young guy, but he's also, like, had been, like, a six-year pro. It just wasn't in the States, right? And so, like, there's some balance there where, like, he's a young NBA player and a young, like, a teenager, but he wasn't, he wasn't, he had been a pro. And so we're kind of working with somewhere where, like, our kids are the same age or guys are the same age, but they hadn't played the same kind of, like, pro basketball to the same degree. And so right. I don't know what the, you know, what the balance there is and what, like, how much more structure he's put in that he didn't need to give for 77. Um, but I will say that he's got, better like you know bluntly better athletes like Jalen Green is just a better athlete than Luca and you'd think that in space that would work better um Ken Porter Jr. has this like he never looks like he's moving full speed but he goes by people in a way that like anyway um all right and to clarify my comments about Jalen Green again he's done some things just assessing what was said in the chat by Andrew first of all thank you for your feedback I'm saying in certain spots he's taken a step back his performance in the fourth quarter through five games has been subpar to say the least. It has been. He shot six of twenty from from the field tonight. 
Yeah, no, I, I thought that we were both saying that like tonight was a step back relative to his previous three games. Right. Not that the season has been at like yeah. If he plays three fourths of the season, so he's played three fourths of the first four games, we're all right. We're doing we're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be fine. No, he's gonna be a superstar. Like Jalen Green is going to be a superstar. I'm saying in certain spots, he needs to take a step forward. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You know, he has, he has room to grow. He's a second dude, he's a second year guy. Yeah. He still can't. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, yeah. he can't like, go out tonight and have a gin and tonic to try and get. Well, he's in Utah, which well, all of those. It's, it's Utah. Yeah, it's, it's Utah. So that's all. Uh, yeah, right. Everything closes at 6 p.m. So, you know, get back to Houston as soon as possible. Um, before we wrap the show up, I mean, tonight was just frustrating, man. Like watching the game tonight and they cut it to five in the fourth, man. But I think that they're, you know, they did that in spite of. Of Silas, that's all. That's my biggest takeaway tonight is Silas is not the guy to lead this team right now. He just isn't. Well, it's, you know, losses to teams you beat are going to always look like that, right? They just beat this team on Monday, so it's going to look bad. Uh, Yeah. If they pull out Victor out of this, I'm okay. That's the only consolation prize at this point. Well, Victor would be great. As bad as we looked tonight, we did not look as bad as those jazz uniforms. I was, I was those like, were so bad. Those were so bad. They looked like some middle schoolers made YMCA jerseys. They looked <laughs> bad. They were bad. I love it. I love it. Parker, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. I appreciate it, man. All right, brother. Sure, man. Take care. Um, we are going to get – it is 11 o'clock Central Time, and I've got to get up uh, for – Work tomorrow. Adam, Ryan, thank you all so much for requesting to speak. I am going to get to you all first on the next show. That is a guarantee. Once again, your unhappy final from the crap hole that is Salt Lake City. Rockets drop tonight's game, 109-101, to drop to 1-4 and on the season. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. Thank you all so much on Spotify Live for joining me tonight. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, to come to you guys live after another Rockets game, which we do after every single game. If you're on Twitter, make sure to head on over to at the Dream Take. Give us a follow there. The mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake. You can follow them, us at Dream Shake SBN. Follow my co-pilot Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner on Twitter. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R. You can follow me on Twitter at. Mike Brown underscore 2020. If you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake and give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. We will be back live with you on Friday night when the Rockets travel to Portland to take on the Trail Blazers. That game starts at 9 o'clock Central Time, so it will be a late night for us on Spotify Live, but we will be live with you right after the game is over. And until next time, Rockets fans, go rock. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.